SAFM Sports Wrap. Just gone 6.30 on SFM 104.2.107. Hello and welcome to the uh, PSL radio show, Segundiado. Yes, it's back finally. I'm Dwayne DeLocca. This is the show that delves into all aspects of the uh, Premier Soccer League. And, of course, it returns tomorrow. Yes, we've got eight full fixtures happening over the next two days, Tuesday and Wednesday, midweek fixtures, and then, of course, a full round of fixtures as well coming up uh, over the weekend, although the uh, Continental Club competitions start as well. Speaking of Continental, wow! Courtois, finally, finally, that tri- title drought is finally over. And I must say, I'm, I am particularly d- delighted for the Torre brothers. Colo, uh, I've, I've had the pleasure of knowing for well over a decade now. And the one thing that always got to the Torre brothers was the fact that they weren't able to win a major title with Courtois. And finally, now, it has come. And both of them taking penalties. And Colo in particular, after missing in the 2012 final in the penalty shootout against Zambia, to step up, take a penalty as confidently as he did. And then Bubakar Barry, a man who has the longest record minutes of numbers of, uh, record minutes of clean sheets at the Africa Cup of Nations, 643 from 2010 to the 2013 edition. He didn't concede a single goal in six matches in 2012, but still didn't win the title. Returns after being on the bench for five games for the final owing to Gbowu's injury and becomes the hero. Just fairy tale stuff for the 35-year-old goalkeeper. But really, could have won huge congratulations to them. One thing I've got to say as well, geez, watching some of the crickets that's been happening, some of the World Cup warm-up matches, which I'll mention in just a moment, <gasps> I am so looking forward to Valentine's Day this year for the first time in years because the Cricket World Cup starts. I don't know if you're feeling the same. Anyway, let's get straight into the sports news. Uh, I'll keep it brief. We've got a busy show tonight with uh, the likes of Tawun Yawane, who was named as uh, Player of the Months of November and December in the Amsterdam Premiership on the show tonight. And, of course, Steve Barker, who's on Zulu side, are uh, taking on Orlando Pirates midweek. They're bottom of the log currently. We'll hear from Stephen Barker and find out how he's been uh, trying to remedy the situation at uh, Usutu. But starting with football news, the PSL has confirmed that the last two blocks of fixtures in the season's Amsterdam Premiership will be played simultaneously over the space of two days. PSL spokesperson Lux September confirmed that the last two rounds will take place on the 6th and 9th of May. Both kickoffs will be at 7.30 in the evening in order to avoid any problems with regards to results being tailored. The last two fixtures are played simultaneously as those rounds may determine who wins the league, which teams finish in the top eight and who gets relegated from the PSL. Meanwhile, University of Pretoria attacker Tabon Nyamani and Bulawani City coach Costa Papic were named EPSA Premiership Player and Coach of the Month for November and December respectively. Nyamane has been in superb form for Romatek so far this season, having needed uh, six league goals, two fewer than the top joint scorers Pulang Klulani and Mugetsi Sekola. Papic, meanwhile, has led his uh, side to five out of eight league victories over the voting period, losing just once. Rugby news for you. The Cheetahs have announced that Francois Ace will captain the team during the 2015 Super Rugby season. Ace is going to replace Adrian Strauss, who left the Cheetahs to join the Bulls uh, after the end of last season. Sorrel Pretorius will serve as Ace's deputy when the team takes on the Sharks in Durban on Saturday in their first match of the season. Cycling news as well. South Africa dominated the opening day of the Confederation of African Cycling Road Championships claiming all but one of the gold medals on offer today. The junior men's and women's team titles were won by South Africa before the elite races saw the South African women's team led to gold by Ashley Moorman Pasio. But in the men's elite race, despite one of the Eritrean riders suffering a puncture on the start line, 
they beat South Africa to the gold. Big shock there. And then finally, in cricket, the Prokers were pleased to see Hashim Amla and Quinton de Kock share an opening stand of 116 in only 15 overs to set up a five-wicket victory in their World Cup warm-up match against Sri Lanka and New Zealand. In a match that was badly disrupted by the rain, the Proteus chased down their target of 188 in 25 overs with three balls to spare. The original target had been 224 in 30 overs and the Proteus reached 116 without loss in 15 when rain intervened again. De Kock had hit 19 off that final over, including two sixes and a four before eventually falling for 66. PSL Radio Show. This is SFM 104-107 and getting straight into it. It just feels like ages since we last spoke about the PSL, but the APSA Premiership resumes tomorrow. Yes, so we've got Brian Moffat again, commentator and analyst on the line. Brian, thanks for joining us. Hello. Hey, great house. It feels like it's a compliment of a new season once again. Yeah, it feels like we should. It feels like we should be talking about Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana and the Africa Cup of Nations finals, but we've got to talk PSL. Uh, uh, you know, Chiefs, 15 points clear. They've got 12 matches to play, although Sundowns, obviously, you are closest to them, 13 games to go. But after Sundowns, what would you call it, remarkable run last season? Do you, do you think, suspect it's going to be a little different this season? I think, I mean, if you look at the way Sundowns finished off, they, 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 they started with victory and then they picked up some points. And toward the end of the year, they looked slightly better, you know, going out there, climbing results and so forth. And uh, they'll fancy their chances tomorrow against Morocco Swallows. They know as well if they win against Swallows tomorrow, that will turn the pressure back on Kaiser Chiefs, meaning you might just see the similar situation of last season, where it was very tight right at the end, and then Chiefs slipped up and Sundowns took over. And they took over <laughs> right at the death and, of course, held it on uh, so brilliantly. But Chiefs staying on Bloemfontein Celtic, uh, first trip is away. But it's a big test for Kaiser Chiefs, in a sense, coming back after this break and knowing that they've got Champions League, etc., directly ahead of them. I think it's going to be very tricky for them to see how Stuart Betts will be able to deal with this. But I think what he's done very well as well is the rotation system has worked very well for you. Every time he's been... Uh, uh, caught up with a lot of matches coming his way. He managed to tweak a few things in the middle of the park, also up front, front bringing some players to showcase what he can do as well, and then get that result, then move focus to the next game. I think the biggest thing for them is the fact that they play Celtic, then they have Township Rollers on the weekend, which will be a home game for them. But then Celtic is totally unpredictable they go to, uh, to, 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 to play them in the Fish Stadium. You don't know which Celtic will show up. Will it be there? Time killing Celtic, or would it just be the awful Celtic which we saw towards the end of the year where they missed so many setters and were given gifts to every, every team they played against? They gave Sundowns an easy goal, they gave Vets an easy goal. If that sort of Celtic arrives, then Chiefs will be happy. And if they find a Celtic, they help Paris to a 12 goal. And yeah, it will be very tough for Chiefs to go and get maximum points. Brian, let's talk about the bottom of the log uh, briefly. Rock bottom, obviously, is Amazulu. We'll get to them in a moment. But 15th place is Platinum Stars. I mean, a side that's showed remarkable results in the Cups, but they've failed to fire in the league. What do you make of their position as it stands? And, of course, the way the transfer season has gone. I think the biggest problem of Platinum Stars is the way they've been letting good players go. I mean, if you, you know, last season, the fact that they, they were challenging for almost everything, you had Tongela doing very well. Uh, they also had Benson Flong, a machine defense that has a lot of Sepokumete in it. Now, you know, Sepokumete has gone. Pirates has actually smashed Mponchan as well. And they brought on, they changed the goalkeeper as well. The time they taking over after Mponchan made a few mistakes. Mponchan came back again. So it has been that inconsistency at the back that has been key for me. 
and also the fact that they've lost some key players. I mean, Portia's leaving, Songo leaving, I mentioned that as well. Now they have Mponchani going, uh, Tepo Kumente goes as well. You know, I, I, was, I, I feel very, very sad, and I, I pity Alan Fries because with the sort of team he had, even though he didn't have the sort of big players, they had a team that could actually fight, and they could all fight for each other. When you lose those players, you get slightly exposed because then you have to try something, you know, so-called fringe players and throw them into the depth to see what they can do for the team. And it, it's tough for them. I mean, to see them coming out of this one uh, at the end of the season, play, it's going to be very tough to see Tottenham start getting into the top eight. And then uh, Amazulu as well. I mean, you speak of tough, but nine points in 16 games, they're eight points behind Platinum Stars, who themselves are in the relegation positions. Uh, but, uh, you know, they've made a few defensive signings in particular, but they're all short-term loan deals. The likes of Mabizela in particular, that, that, that stands out, Muramadura as a goalkeeper. But do you see them in any way clawing their way back in? My biggest worry is bringing in Mabizela into a team. He's a good defender when you need one. But sometimes it's just self-destruct. He's a sort of player who will give you a 100% performance in it, and tomorrow you find he was having a fight with some player or you were getting involved in his show-up when they won. But if you get the discipline, the, 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 the world discipline might be there like, into the team to play for you, and having energy right at the back, you know, excuse the pun, might just bring some energy to actually make them shoot and go, go up. So I think they might be able to survive, but as to whether Steve Baca, when he arrived at a team, he found a team that was really sitting there with some problems. Can he change their fortune? That is the key thing. And I, I don't see them doing that well. Brain. I still believe that they'll probably try and fight it out. I see them surviving. Yeah, by luck, right at the death, somebody has to make some serious mistakes for them to survive. Mm. Well, if you, if you look at uh, the, the, the middle of the table, though, Brian, I mean, places 7 to 13, they're separated by only three points. And if Platinum Stars actually win their two games in hand, they could be as high as uh, seventh place in the standings overall. I mean, do you see the sides beginning to sort of draw further apart, those who progress into the second half of the campaign, where the, the urgency for points becomes uh, a, a, a little more increased? If, if you look at the, the way the league has, has gone throughout the years, you realize the second round is always difficult for the so-called uh, team challenge for league honors, teams that are starting to finish in the top eight position, because then you find your so-called lower-ranked teams in the league trying to also get those points. So I wouldn't be surprised if Platinum Stars, who, are, who I believe solely, given the way they perform, should be within the top four bracket every season. But, you know, they just keep selling players. But if they win the two matches, they could see themselves in a top eight bracket. But then also another team comes into play to say, who wants to draw points now? Who wants to donate points to you and allow you to go up? So everybody's trying to step and get some points and move further up. I mean, the performance against Kaiser Chiefs was for me their best performance by far. The two all draw. Chiefs should have lost that game. How Chiefs managed to get a point in that game is still mind-boggling today. Fair enough. Well, Brian, that's where we're going to leave it. Enjoy the uh, midweek action. My name is Andrew, or as my students call me, Mr. Lowete, a maths teacher at Watarkaping High School in Mutibistat. It worries me that so few children are interested in maths in our country. I want to change that, as we have a real need for more maths graduates. Thanks to the buzzery I received from the Sishin Iron Ore Community Development Trust, I got to go back to Rhodes University, which allowed me to become a better teacher. Now I've made it my mission to achieve a 100% pass rate for my school. I'm so proud when my students pass their exams, because I know it makes a real difference to their lives. And in turn, they will make a difference in society. We know that by investing in education, 
We invest in the future. Visit us at the 2015 Mining in Daba and discover how we are partnering with others to create shared value for South Africa. Join the conversation. Follow Anglo-American ZA on Facebook and Twitter. Anglo-American. Real mining. Real people. Real difference. The exciting Absa Premiership is back. On Tuesday, the Brazilians are at home against Morocco Swallows at Lucas Muripe Stadium. At Heriguana Stadium, the team of choice, Maritzburg United, take on Bidvest Bad. Then Amatax looks to school the Chili Boys, Chipa United, at Tax Stadium. All these games kick off at half past seven. Tickets available at 40 Rand. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. PSL Radio Show. This is SFM 1042 107 now. APSA Premiership Player of the Month for the combined months of November and December. University of Pretoria's impressive 22-year-old Tabo Nyamane, and I'm very pleased to say he joins us on the line on the uh, PSL Radio Show Sekunjala for the first time. Tabo, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening. How are you, sir? <laughs> You're making me feel old by calling me sir. But, but I'm well, thanks, Tabo. How are you? And congratulations on uh, your Player of the, of the Month award. Thank you, thank you, Joey. <laughs> That's better. There we go. Uh, do you feel you've been able to settle your game, though, uh, this season, playing for a club that hasn't quite managed to settle itself in the PSL? Yeah, it's even, it's, it hasn't been easy, but then, you know, we're grafting so well and we're pushing. Each and every player is pushing and giving in 100% each and every day, and the results will come. But anyways, we're looking forward to the second half of the season. Uh, you must be looking forward to the second half of the season as well, but I hope there's no disruption with the uh, with the Africa Cup of Nations break because your performances in November December were spectacular. What was it? Eight games, five goals that you managed to score in that in that period. Uh, how do you find such great form at, the, at a time your your club needed it most? Well, I'll just say you know it it, it helped, and uh, I like to say that it wasn't all of, all about me. It was all about the, our team, uh, the teammates also. We put in a lot of work. The strikers department, we come early before everyone comes in the morning and we put in extra work. And uh, as, you, as, you, as, you, as you have seen, the, the results came in November, December. So it's been quite well and we needed those points at the crucial time. Yeah, it, it almost seemed as if the loss of Steve Barker as a coach had uh, an almost reverse effect of what you might normally expect with a coach leaving because the, the results improved. <laughs> well... I'd say um, a new coach came in, um, different philosophy, different style of play, different tactics, and players adapted very well to the new philosophy and new strategies, and it went well since he came in. Now, overall, you got six goals this season. You're only two behind the leading goal scorers in the charts. Uh, are you perhaps eyeing that top goal scorer position? Well, currently, I'm not pushing myself under any amount of pressure, but um, at the end of the day, I want to do good for the team. I want to do, do good individually. So I have my own target. Maybe if I reach my target, it might, it might be that it will be the top goal scorer. You talk about playing with a team, though. You've got a couple of really experienced international teammates. Uh, Ronald Gicicere obviously plays alongside you. Uh, Jeffrey Massa and Atsa Nyondo, both of whom you've combined with for, for, for goals already this season. Uh, how much do you enjoy playing with these guys, and how, how much have you learned from guys like this? Since you know, I've joined this team, um, the senior players, the likes of Jeffrey Massa, Atsa Nyondo, Ewo Miai, you name them, they've been you know, giving me one or two tips 
each and every day, and I've been learning quite well. And it's good that, unfortunately, that the two, two best, I'll say two best experienced players in the team are actually playing the strikers department. So every day I'm learning from them, taking something new from them, and they're willing to assist me where I'm lacking, and we're working as a team, and I'm grateful for that. What's your preferred position? Because I've seen you play as a striker, I've seen you play as a winger, I've seen you play as a sort of shadow striker. Where do you prefer to play? <laughs> All the above. <laughs> <laughs> just give me game time, is that it? Yeah, just game time. Just give me game time in any position. Okay, so so not fussy as long as you get out onto the pitch. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I know you've got exceptional talent. I mean, I, I've known that since, since uh, I watched you on, on debut, but... How far do you feel you've actually come in your own career when you're winning awards like this and knowing that clubs like Orlando Pirates and other clubs are, are keeping an eye out for you? Well, it's, I can say it's a great achievement. Looking back, one year ago I was a varsity student, not knowing anything. Um, one year later I'm playing in the PSL, um, I'm doing quite well. But I know that I haven't arrived yet. I'm still on a journey to greatness and Slowly but surely, I'm progressing, and with the help from everyone, you know, that's making these things possible, I will get the one day at a time. Yeah, room to grow, but I know you've got the potential to, uh, to certainly grow into a wonderful player. Not that you aren't already, uh, but... <laughs> You know, let's talk about the start of your career. You, you, you mentioned it. You know, a year ago you were a student, and football was perhaps not the most significant aspect of your life. But I was commentating on your debut. I was commentating on your debut goal. Uh, I mean, that monster free kick against Maritzburg United, the driving rain last season. It's still one of the best set pieces I've ever actually seen when you take all the conditions into account. But in your, your short time playing, do you have moments that stand out for you as, as, as something that's just beyond belief? Well, yeah, there are quite a number of moments. You Obviously, the first goal, my first debut, my first goal, only got five minutes of match time that that, that night. Mm. So it's still, it's still the highlight of my, my life, actually, the highlight of my career. And the brace, my first brace in PSL, which was against Golden Aris last season also, still the highlight of my life also. So there are a couple of moments that I'll always treasure. In your personal life, though, Tabo, what do you what do you enjoy? What do you get up to? Well, personally, uh, aside from football, um, obviously, you know, studies. I'm currently studying at Tux. Um When I get home, if I'm not doing anything, I'm on off day. I play a bit of chess, um, just lay around, watch TV, um, get to one or two things uh, spiritually. So you play chess in your spare time, which is strategic, yeah. I suppose, and that will contribute to, uh, to, to your thinking or mentality out on the pitch. But immediately ahead of you, I've just got to ask you before you go, Chipper United uh, coming up midweek, they're under the new coach, Ernst Bidenorp. What are you expecting from them? It's going to be a tough game because um, both teams won three points because you know where we are in the lock. So we're expecting fireworks because um, the first game of the second round Everyone is hyped up, everyone is fit, because we've all got an equal break. So it's going to be very tough, and we're going to grasp and put in a lot of work. Unfortunately, I won't be playing due to the red card I got against it. Yeah, so yeah but I, yeah, I believe in the guys that will do well and will give us the maximum points. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to mention the red card. I thought that would have put a <laughs> little bit of a spoiler on it. But certainly your, uh, your, your second half of the, of the first half of the campaign was absolutely phenomenal. And I wish you the best of luck as you continue ahead. You've got a mature head on those young shoulders, Tabo. And best of luck uh, as, uh, as you close out the season. Thank you very much. Um, enjoy your evening also.
SFL 102-107. Now, Amazulu going to be looking to resume the Absa Premiership with a win against Orlando Pirates when they meet at the Moses Mobita Stadium on uh, Wednesday evening. Now, the man took over as head coach of Amazulu shortly before the Africa Cup of Nations break is Steve Barkey. He's on the line from uh, Itigwini. Steve, thanks for joining us. Hello. Yes, hello. Good evening. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. Yeah. Uh, you're always uh, good to chat to you. But let's start there. Pirates, it doesn't really begin easily for you, resuming the league against uh, a side that's uh, fairly formidable in its own right. But I know you believe you can win. Tell me why you believe Amazulu will win. Um, look, Dwayne, I think we've had really good preparation. I think, you know, to, to, to be successful and win football games, you need a couple of steps to take place. So. And that part of it is, is your preparation. Uh, we've, we've strengthened the squad, in my opinion, really well. The youth players have brought a bit of impetus, a bit of freshness, a bit of enthusiasm uh, to the squad. Um, you know, this, the four, four to five weeks I've had to work with the squad, I think the desire and the commitment of the players has really been top class. And we understand fully where we are and what we need to do. And, uh, you know, no better start than to play against one of the big teams to, you know, to get our campaign back on track uh, as early as the first game. What did you actually get up to during the AFCON break when you consider that you joined before the end of uh, the the sort of festive season break, which wasn't necessarily ideal? Did you use it as a sort of mini pre-season? Yes, no, most certainly we, you know, I had to use it uh, as best way possible. um, And it was like a mini pre-season. We went away on a training camp to Nelspreg for a week, uh, uh, which coincided with a visit through to Swaziland where we played some friendlies. So, Basically, I just needed to try and just get a, get an identity to the team, the way we play, you know, when in possession, when out of possession, to just create a, a, an Amazulu that, that, that knows how to play in those scenarios. I just think that was lacking. And also worked on the mentality uh, of the players um, in terms of, you know, improving their belief in themselves and, and getting the confidence of the team. Because when I arrived in December, you know, as you would assume it was very low at the stage. So, uh, yeah, a lot of work has been done, and hopefully we know we can bear the fruits of that hard work. You've also made a couple of key signings, uh, some loan, and obviously Mabizel on, what, six-month deal, but uh, Energy Murambadoro, Roscoe Peterson, uh, Mulela Mabizela, a lot of defensive players. Yeah, Are you expecting a, a meaner defence at the resumption of fixtures? Yeah, look, uh, Dwayne, when you, you know, you've conceded almost two two goals per per game, you know, we've conceded uh, far too many goals and not scoring enough, you know, that's a recipe for disaster, hence the position of the team. So on both fronts, we need to improve. Uh, we cannot be, you know, conceding two goals a game and be expecting to win football games. So that that is definitely an area that I've looked to strengthen and improve on uh, by, you know, strengthening the spine of the defence in terms of bringing in a goalkeeper and I think OJ's experience and leadership qualities and winning mentality that he has and Roscoe Peterson is very versatile. Um, so, you know, that was, that was part of the plan. And also, uh, bringing in Bongan Korsi and Tuli and Asive Langwe, you know, more in an attacking sense to try and, you know, create more goals for us and score more goals for us. So, um, that was needed both defensively and attacking. We were, we were poor and not good enough. Um, so hence bringing those players in. What have you done to try and then change the goal scoring ways? Having brought in Langwe and Tuli, obviously there's some fresh, uh, ideas, maybe some fresh legs and some fresh thinking, different mentality, but, what have you done to then change the, the, the goal-scoring woes as a team when you've got a striker as well as potentially dangerous as uh, Bungani and Delula? 
Yeah, look, um, you know, during the January transfer window, uh, we weren't sure whether Bongani would stay with us. Um, you know, I, I, my management uh, basically said that, you know, they're not 100% sure whether they would be able to retain his services and he could be leaving. Um, hence, I said to them, well, in that case, we definitely have to look for a replacement. Um, but at the same time, saying that if we don't lose Bongani, then, you know, it'll be a bonus for us. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, we've, we've acquired, a, for me, a top-quality striker, and we've, we've, we've kept the co- top-quality striker. We've also got Borno Mwape, uh, the Zambian striker, as well as a player like Yanda Lemini. So I do feel that, uh, you know, our striking force has been enhanced uh, and improved. Um, and in the situation we are doing, we have to win football games. Uh, you know, we have to win a minimum, in my opinion, of seven out of 14 games to stand any chance of staying up. Uh, and hence, we have to play with a lot more courage, a lot more bravery, and, uh, um, you know, play play a lot more attacking football, um, but at the same time still trying to maintain defensive uh, organization and compactness. So you're saying at the moment what you need is to win seven of the 14 remaining fixtures from a side that's won one of 16 so far. I mean, I know you're a very logical, methodical man, and that's how you work. Do you believe that is possible, though? Well, if we want to stay in the league, we don't have any other choice um, at this stage. If you only won six or five, that would only give you 15 or 18 points, plus the nine we have would be in the mid-20s. Um, and a couple of draws probably from the other fixtures wouldn't get you to 30 points, and I don't think mm-hmm. that'll be enough to stay in the league. So that's what we have to do. Um, I think we know what we have to do. That, that's the good part is, is we, we one club in the league that knows exactly where we stand and what is required. And uh, um, I'm sure there's many teams in the league that'll be, you know, hoping we continue to lose. Uh, it'll make their lives easier. But um, yeah, I'm confident. Uh, I really am confident. People may not uh, understand uh, why the confidence is there, having only won the one game. But um, you know, sometimes in football, a, a new season, a new sort of part of the season is starting. It's a new year, a new mentality, new players that have been brought in. Hopefully, I've imposed a couple of, you know, my philosophies on the team in the last five weeks, and uh, we've just got to go out there and. and, and play with more belief and confidence and, and, and give ourselves a chance of winning games. Well, Stephen, I, I know you, you've done the calculations. Uh, it's, I think it's an enormous task for you. I really do. Uh, considering that only two teams won seven or more games in the first 14 games of this league season. Uh, one of them was, of course, Kaiser Chiefs. I know it's a mammoth task, but uh, if anybody's going to do it, uh, I, I know you, you, you've done your maths, you've gone about the business of of getting as much as you possibly can behind it. Wish you all the best of luck as you try to close out the season. Thank you. Thank you, Dwayne. I appreciate it. Um, and yes, looking forward to the challenge that lies ahead. The Absa Premiership continues with a bang. On Wednesday at the Real Bafuking, Dikwena squares off against Black Aces. Bloemfontein Celtic take on log leaders Amakosi at Free State Stadium. At Lucas Muribe, Supersport United phases off against Free State Stars. Then AX Cape Town welcomes Pulukwani City at Cape Town Stadium. At Moses Mavida, catch Amazulu against the Buccaneers. Kickoff at half past seven. Tickets available at 40 Rand. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. Do you dream of being on TV? Well, get ready, because the presenter search is back, and it's three times bigger than ever before. We're looking for three presenters for three shows, all on SABC3. Auditions start at the Cape Town Stadium on the 13th and 14th of February, before moving to PE, Durban, and Joburg. To register and find out more, log on to presentersearchon3.com. PSL Radio Show. 
We've got some big uh, action coming up midweek and Bivisvits looking to improve their log per position. They take on Maritzburg United at Harry Gwala Stadium tomorrow night. I just want to uh, get a clip from Gavin Hunt ahead of tomorrow night's fixture. Yeah, obviously anxious because we haven't played for some time. It's like starting a new season, but uh, we're excited. Well, it's, we've had too much training now. You could see, you know, we're ready for to play. And at least we play now and then there's three games a week, so it'll be a lot of preparation and downtime and all that, you know. So let's see how we go. Well, obviously, you would prefer to play at home, but, you know, I mean, obviously, we get the draws get dull. We've got, listen, we've got more home games than away games in the second round, so that also helps, you know. Puppy's in the squad, so I've got to try and just nurse him back slowly and slowly. You know, he's not ready to play 90 minutes yet, but I mean, he's, he's, he's there. So at least if I can give him some game time, if the opportunity arises, I will. Well, that's always a problem. You know, they've been sitting in hotels. They were very out of condition when they came back. So obviously, they didn't, they didn't do much training. You can see that. And, um, you know, that's something we need to get them up to speed. No, not, not this game. Certainly not this game. But they'll all start, most of them will start on Saturday. PSL Radio Show. Well, that's where we're going to leave it tonight. Uh, Gavin Hunt's Vidwest uh, Vitz prepared to uh, take on Maritzburg United and try to get above Mamalodi Sundowns on the log. I'm back next Monday, not on Thursday, next Monday. Brad Browning for the rest of the week. But from uh, Siobhan Chetty, me, Dwayne DeLocker, have a lovely evening. Cheers at 7 o'clock.